Hello, welcome back to Less Is More. And I guess I'm really living up to the title of this podcast, Less Is More. I don't post every day. Sometimes I don't post every week. And this year has proven to be different than any other. I mean, I think everybody can relate out there when we say 2020. (laughs) Yikes, there's just no other word. It's not all been bad. I mean, there's been good moments. There's been times of victory and a lot of laughter in my life. Crazy pranks and jokes because I am famous for them. A small surprise party was given to me. Way too much shopping. Uh, Also, way too much eating. And so much love from family and friends. It's not all been bad. However, just myself, I battled COVID. You know, the quarantine, which was awful. A major surgery followed by another semi-quarantine, which was rough, Uh, depression, so many other little struggles. And those kinds of situations can actually become life-altering. We talked once before about emotions and how they can trick you. When I was thinking about this podcast in particular, I was reminded of a story that I read about a man named Kevin. Kevin, who woke up one day and decided he was going to end his life. He was feeling a lot of shame and guilt. He was so depressed and he didn't see any way out of that situation. He could not ever put it behind him. And so he made a plan that he would go to the Golden Gate Bridge. And matter of fact, that morning he got up, he got on the bus to the bridge and headed there. And while he was on the bus, Kevin says that he was crying and just hoping that somebody would notice the desperation, but nobody did. He even mentions at one point that there were some men on the bus that were making fun of him because he was crying. And when he gets to the Golden Gate Bridge, he finds himself right at the rail. He looks down at the water and then he decides to walk back a few feet and get a running start. As he hurls himself over the railing, the second his Feet left, he says, an immense amount of regret came over him. And he started to pray rapidly, God, please save me. I don't want to die. Kevin splits the water wide open. And as he does, all of the bones in his spine begin to shatter. Pretty risky game to play. Kevin is stunned and obviously thinking, this is it. I'm I'm going to die now. And he hits this water and it's cold and frigid and he breaks his bones and he can't even hold himself up. And he says he's bobbing up and then going down, trying to get a little bit of air when all of the sudden something begins to swirl underneath him. And he says it's very large and he can tell it's slimy. And he thought to himself, this is a shark. I am going to be eaten alive. But the thing kept swirling underneath him, almost providing somewhat of buoyancy under him and he begins to bump him up to the surface and Kevin is able to get air and this thing is carrying him through the water until rescuers can reach him. Now, I don't remember every detail of Kevin's story. Clearly, it's not mine to tell. But my thoughts, even in the most tragic of circumstances, God has a way to provide. If he has to use other people resources that you don't know about, even nature itself, he can do it. God is never restricted by what we see or what we feel, not even by what we know. 
The Bible says that the earth is his and the fullness thereof. So everything that you look at on this earth belongs to God. And he can use it in what way he wants to. Don't ever deceive yourself into thinking that any situation is hopeless. After all, he raises the dead. His ways are higher than our ways. Now, I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what's on your mind, whether it's things in the past or ideas of the future or maybe both. But I do know this one thing. Even when all of heaven is silent or appears to be, even when your heart is the heaviest it's ever been, even when devastation has already arrived and your life has been drugged through the aftermath of that, there is hope. Romans 4 and 17, in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls things which do not exist as though they did. All it takes is for him to breathe on that situation, for him to just take one moment and look on you. And when he says it's going to change, it will. As we get ready to close one year's door and cross into the wide open space of another, keep this in mind. Do you remember the story of Lot and his wife? God told them, don't look back on what they're leaving behind. But the Bible says that his wife, she did anyways. And because of that, she became a pillar of salt. Don't look back. Don't, don't look at what's behind you. God has something for you in the future. And if he has to resurrect what's behind you and bring it into the future, he will. But let him do that. Don't try to drag dead bones with you into the next place that you're going. 2020 is going to come to a close. And there's going to be a temptation for many of you, including me, to look back or long for things gone by. Nobody knows that more than me. But your best is yet to come. This is a new season. It's a new day. Move forward. Let the dead bury the dead. And I'm not saying that everything that's behind you is gone forever. But what I'm saying is, if God wants to catapult that into your future, he'll give it new life. You won't have to drag it around with you begging for it to be resuscitated. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. 2021, I welcome you with open arms. As always, feel free to reach out to me at Studios at gmail.com. I hope that this year wraps up with you having peace in your mind, knowing that next year 
still is in the hands of the only living God. And not for one second has he forgotten about you.